And we're live. Arr. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of React 30, the podcast all about React, where we promised never to waste more than 30 minutes of your time. Uh, t joining me, t so I'm uh, one of your hosts, Michael Jackson. Joining me today is our uh, our producer, Kent. Say hi, Kent. Hey there. Aren't you supposed to say like? Yo-ho! Yeah, yo-ho! <laughs> and uh, joining us from Vancouver is our other uh, co-host, Ryan. Hey, Vancouver, B.C., by the way. That's right, that's right. Up here in the Northwest. What do you mean by Vancouver? Ah, yes, you have to be very specific. Yeah. British Columbia, not Washington. Here in Washington State. That's right, that's right. Uh, and our special guest this week is Dustin Caston. Say hi, Dustin. Hi, Dustin. See, he's very, very precise. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, like, I like that. You've, uh, you've obviously, you know, he's, he's probably married. He's used to, like, you know, doing exactly what she asks him to do. <laughs> he's, he's learned very, very quickly. Um, so Dustin is the author of, among many other interesting things, um, a library called React Hardware. Um, and so we are going to be talking about that tonight. He's also been um, uh, a... Uh, you know, he's 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 probably the foremost expert that I know outside of the React core team on what the heck is going on when React is like rendering stuff. Um, so we're going to be talking to him a little bit about that too. Hopefully, we'll do some deep dives kind of into the internals of uh, React and what it actually takes to render. Um, but we're super super happy to to have him on the show. So welcome, Dustin. You're in uh, you're in North Carolina right now, right? That is correct. I'm North Carolina. Charlotte? And thank you for having me. Uh, basically, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, if you said anywhere like near, I wouldn't know anything, so Charlotte is the only city I know, so I don't even know why I asked. And we're going to be there in, like, a few weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. That's right. React Training is coming to Charlotte in, uh, what's it, July 20-something, right? 23rd? Yeah. 20? I, I don't know. Like All right, if you are in Charlotte and you're listening to the show, you should buy tickets and go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you, Dustin. We'll pay you your cut later. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're you're the organizer of the local uh, React meetup there in Charlotte. Is that right, Dustin? Uh, no, the Charlotte JS, the JavaScript meetup I am. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. JavaScript there's, meetup. There's actually a React meetup starting. I've tried to defer them from starting it. Uh, not because I don't love React, because I do, but the Charlotte community isn't, I don't think it's big enough to sustain multiple meetups all yeah. in the same exact space. Yeah, you got to watch out for that, right? You don't want to be, you know, competing on... Not too many you know. splinters, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so how, about how many people in the JavaScript uh, meetups you get out there? How many people kind of at a, a you know, really good meetup? Uh, all right, so... It's kind of sad. I actually organize the two largest meetups in Charlotte uh, between Scoop Tech Talks and Charlotte JS. Both of them have like 1,500 members on meetup uh, with an average attendance of 30. So that's not we're sad. very low 30 on people. That's great. 30 people is awesome. Yeah. A 1,500? That's a pretty low percentage. <laughs> well, you know, people, you know, on meetup, they're they're not. That's not a high level of commitment, you know. If I was in marketing, that would be like a really terrible uh, conversion rate. Yeah, it's a good thing you're not in marketing. <laughs> yeah. 
that a conversion rate or a bounce rate? <laughs> well, well, we're we're uh, we're stoked that you know you're doing awesome stuff out there in Charlotte. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about uh, this library. So I, I mentioned that uh, you know Dustin uh, authored this library called React Hardware, and I have to admit when I first time I heard React Hardware. Um, it took me about five seconds, and then I was like, "That would be really, really cool." Right? So I was, I was, uh, I was screwing around with hardware and and React at the same time, and I was like, "You know, what would be cool is if I could just have like this component that explained the board, and then like have components for LEDs." And I tweeted it, and Dustin's like, "Guess what? Dude, <laughs> look at this! I already did it." So maybe we should get like a, a baseline of what this thing even is, like, um, yeah, what it is, and then what use cases it covers, like why it's why it's useful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, the answer it's not useful be appropriate. <laughs> um, right, so I saw I saw on the web page it's it's an alpha quality, lots of churn, right? That's to be expected, right? I mean, we're we're controlling hardware with JavaScript. That whole concept is alpha quality, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, story form this. Um, I've had an Arduino sitting on my desk at home for like five years now. Never touched it. Started using React a little over two years ago. Um, I was really uh, interested by the idea of you know your UI is a function of your state and props. Um, I was like, what if I could like I don't know anything about hardware. What if I could like do this thing to take the same thing about React and apply to hardware. And like I had this idea before React Native was even announced. Um, and wrote up this gist. It's still probably like on my public gist thing uh, of the code that I wanted to write and see happen, which would be like the, the proof of concept for React hardware. Um, and then it kind of sat as a gist and a, an idea for like two or three months. And uh, when I used to work in Uptown Charlotte, I rode the bus. So uh, over the course of two or three days, I started hacking on the bus. Um, and got it working. Uh, well, at least like in code, so like console logs, deep in React internals said that it was working. So one day I uh, kind of avoided my client work and started um, grabbing Arduinos from the office and doing this instead. Ooh, how scratchy is this audio? A little bit skippy, but sometimes uh, Hangouts will clean it up for us. So uh, yeah, we'll just keep going. Hopefully this works out. We'll trust, trust in the Google overlords. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's kind of like how it started. Like it was an idea, and then I wrote it on the bus over a few hours. Um, I got a proof of concept, and uh, since that point in time, two years ago, it's received about two hours every other month of commitment from me, um, which is why it doesn't really do that much. It's actually pretty primitive at this point. Like it does work. You can write to LEDs. You can receive events back from basic components. Um, they're all pretty small and simple, uh, but the idea of taking the ideas of React elsewhere were really compelling, still are really compelling to me. Um, and not to discount like what anyone else in the JavaScript hardware community is doing, because uh, I don't think any of this would be possible without uh, guys like Rick and Johnny Five. Um, but there are some really interesting things in the React community, like the React Dev tools um, and other tooling that I think has some really interesting applications for React and hardware. So actually, um, this may be diverting just a, for a sec, but uh, you were talking about the React Dev tools and made me think of this. So like, could you presumably make these components 
like totally separate from React hardware, like actually rendering to hardware so that you could maybe write unit tests on it and stuff and have all like the benefits of the React uh, ecosystem and it just like doesn't actually, you know, render to the hardware until you actually run it. Is that kind of like, would that work? Yeah, totally. So uh, if you, um, there's a mock for model, uh, node module that mocks like all of the actual Formato protocol, which is what React Hardware is built on. Same thing Johnny Five is built on. Um, and so if you actually pull down the repo and just set node and to test and then run like all the examples, um, you can actually run them connecting to the React Dev tools uh, without actually having hardware plugged in. Um, so you can actually like interact with the hardware without actually having hardware. So theoretically you have unit tests as well and everything. Of course the big caveat here is uh, real-world electricity is different than unit tests, so you could still, like, start a fire or whatever, but... <laughs> I want that unit test to start a fire. Takes the line of test to a whole new level. Yeah, that's part of my assertion. Um, expect thing to start fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then you, run it, and then you run it in Travis, right? And then uh, they've got fires <laughs> in their data centers, like, what the, what's going on? <laughs> People. Uh, so, um, can you can you explain? Uh, just just kind of walk us through a couple components, like what they are, and uh, what it might look like as the developer typing it out to try to control some hardware with this. Yeah. Um, so, like, to contrast it with the DOM, like in the DOM, you have divs and spans, et cetera, et cetera, and each one has different uh, properties or attributes that you write uh, that actually impact what happens on the screen. So with hardware, as far as I understand it, and literally I don't know anything about hardware, and I wrote this project and I know anything about hardware, I still know nothing about hardware. So uh, large <laughs> grain of salt there. Um, but the core thing is like it's just a pin, really, uh, and it's put into a port, and you apply a value to it, um, which eventually turns into electricity. Um, that pin has a different mode, whether it's an input, output, um, servo, I squared C, I think um, there's like 10, 12 of them total. Uh, they're all documented in the, the Fermata, Fermata protocol. Um, and then also you can use on-read handlers to actually get the data back. So at the bare basic, you just write a component that renders a pin, lowercase p, stick it in a port, apply a value to it, apply a mode to it, and you're going to start writing to it. Um, and then if you want to get data back, you add a on-read handler uh, which is similar to like a on-click or on-change in the DOM. Sounds awesome. So underneath, you're using Fermata, you said, the node module? Correct. Is that the name of it, Fermata? It's been a while since uh, I was familiar with it. I think the node module is called node-fermata, um, no and Fermata is a protocol like HTTP, uh, just for communicating with hardware instead of servers. Okay, and so that's got a whole bunch of imperative stuff to work with hardware, and then you just wrap that thing up. Not not just, sorry. <laughs> so, But then you very painstakingly uh, wrap that up in React with a renderer. Uh, I, would have, I would have used the word just because I wasn't part of that Twitter storm that happened over the past week or whatever. They were saying just and documentation is bad. Um, oh. yeah, it's, wait, it's wait, 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 wait. I missed that thing. Somebody said... That saying just in documentation was bad. This is I was like a 
big overgeneralization of the conversation that happened. No, no, that's fine. I love overgeneralizing things. Uh, <laughs> this is why we have 30 minutes. You help, it helps, helps me understand them better. <laughs> that actually reminds me of, uh, I think, Ryan, you tweeted a couple weeks ago about how somebody asked you to stop saying just in a workshop. Yeah. And you just that's render it. This is our first episode. You just yeah. call, this, call this function. So actually, uh, Dustin, I think it's super cool. You mentioned how you know nothing about hardware, um, but like you've actually built this thing that like does something, and I think that's super cool. And I, uh, for our listeners, uh, like I hear this time and time again uh, from people who are doing cool stuff with hardware. They're just like, I, I don't know hardware, but they're still doing awesome stuff, which makes me think that like hardware with JavaScript is totally approachable. Um, and so if you're thinking about doing something, you've got like an Arduino in your uh, cupboard or whatever, just pull it out because, like, yeah, people can do cool stuff and not know anything about hardware. I think that's cool. So what does that yeah. mean for me who has tried to do cool stuff <laughs> and has failed? My children, for years, we've been talking about building a robot. Well, robot. maybe I shouldn't have said that. Dustin, do you have, like, robot and then, like, arms, five, <laughs> and, like... Yeah. Doing something with a button is very different than like a full robot, I suspect. <laughs> okay, tell me about um, taking a gander. Do you have a singularity component? <laughs> you can like no, just no, render no, one no, of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not part of core, but I think it's definitely community extension. Or like a like an Ultron component. You know, you just render one of those guys and see where it goes. Okay, so tell me what was it like? Because um, you started this, you started this before uh, React Native, and when React Native showed up, we got uh, React like split up into all these little components, and it became possible to build these renderers where instead of calling a render to the DOM or render to string, now we could build a custom renderer and render these React UI descriptors, these React elements, to something other than the DOM, like Canvas or SVG, or in your case, hardware. What was it like uh, before React Native came and made React a little bit better, and what was it like after? Um, so before it was like, I mean, I didn't know anything about React internals either. So I was playing in two very murky areas um, as far as my knowledge was concerned. Uh, I really like React Hardware. I wanted to learn about hardware, and I wanted to learn about React internals, so why not learn both at the same time? Um, so the initial idea was before Renative came out, uh, but my first few attempts, I don't quite recall how far they made it, but not very far, to say the least. So the very first implementation I mentioned that I uh, wrote on a bus was literally like copy-pasting files out of React Native until it worked. Uh, and so I still basically, like, yeah, I finished, and it worked, and I had no idea how it worked or why it worked. Um, and I suspect that it was way more complicated than it needed to be. Uh, but since then, um, even though there's still no first-class APIs, this isn't like a publicly supported thing to write renderers, um, it's becoming a lot more natural. Uh, and there's a lot more examples of community. There's like 15, 20 different custom renders that exist. So finding examples is a lot easier. Um, and like the Bare minimum hooks are a lot more well understood. I suspect so. At that point, I decided, uh, like six months to do it, to throw away everything from the initial React hardware and rewrite the entire thing from scratch. Uh, and now I actually know what all of the code does in React hardware, um, which is a huge plus compared to the previous version. 
which kind of brings me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about. So you're talking about you know these alternative uh, renderers. Um, you know I like to describe the the render in React as like a, a two-phase process, like a two-step process, right? So there's the because because you know that word is that word render is so um, it's so overloaded because lots of other you know frameworks and, and paradigms use it. Uh, in fact, I, I I remember having a we had a discussion with Tom Okino at uh, at Facebook, uh, and he was he was telling us about uh, his one. He said my one contribution to React was uh, what 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 did render used to be called? I think it was get, called get component descriptor. Get component descriptor. <laughs> In like the original React API, it was just a getter method, right? And Tom and Tom's like, no, we got that thing needs to be called render. So they changed the name to render, and <laughs> and uh, you, you know now I think uh, I think it just really confuses the heck out of everybody. Uh, but <laughs> so so More we have less than the component descriptor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I think it's probably a, a, a probably a good move, but uh, but I always have to describe it as like this two phase thing, right? So obviously there's the you know the get component descriptor part of it, which is just tell me what the UI is, and then there's the um, I call this the make it so part of it, right? The actually like okay now draw some pixels, or in your case you know send some volts over to this LED, or you know you know on the canvas or whatever you're whatever you're working with. Um, so, so it's it's such a cool abstraction that you know you said as you said you know we're starting to see lots of different um, you know libraries. I, I tried to get um, Michael Johnston from uh, Flipboard to come on React Thirty and talk to us about the React Canvas work that he did. Uh, unfortunately, he's working on his own startup right now, so so I don't know if he'll be able to join us sometime soon. But but um, what what other ones have you seen? I, I've I've seen uh, there's React Blessed. I know for uh, for interfacing with uh, it, it basically just uses the blessed node library right for drawing stuff into the terminal. Um, and then we've got React hardware. There's React Canvas. Um, which other ones have you have you seen that are that you think might be kind of interesting? Uh, so I've actually been trying to collect a list of these on my website. Um, so there's uh, Re React X11. I think is pretty interesting. Uh, React targeting the X11. Windowing thing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, React Titanium, cool. Uh, there's uh, React Native Desktop, which is just React Native Fork. Uh, React yeah. Gibbon, which is a non-public one uh, for Netflix's uh, proprietary rendering engine. Um, React Plus School, React A Frame. A Frame is a Web VR library, um, so that's cool. Uh, Ooh, React Art. By, uh, that was by Eric Florenzano, right? Uh, I don't. Red-haired guy gave so. a talk to the React Conf. Huh. Yeah, I don't think it's by him. He mentioned. I think like his whole talk kind of led up to saying, "Oh, and this thing exists over here." So totally use oh. this. Okay. Um, that's 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 yeah. awesome. I'm, um, you, you know, when you mentioned uh, X11, you know, when you're talking about like. Um, React control, controlling things at that kind of level. It reminded me of uh, Sebastian's talk from uh, from React Europe uh, 2015. Did you recall that talk, Dustin, where he's talking about like, what if the GPU understood these sort of you know 
declarative kind of components. Do you remember that? You were probably totally geeking out about yeah. that at the, at the time. I, I think yeah. the rest of us, me included, were just kind of like, what is he even talking about? I think I get it a little bit more now that I've worked with React a little bit more, but do uh, you have any thoughts on, yeah. on that? Uh, I'm really, really excited about the uh, incremental renderer that Sebastian's working on and the idea of doing layout in React, uh, which sounds pretty crazy. Um, it probably is crazy, uh, but I think, well, again, even if it totally fails, the ideas and the explorations that it'll make possible, um, I think are really interesting. Uh, are you familiar with the incremental renderer? Should we talk about that at all? I, I would love it if you would dive into that because I, I've been on totally on the fringe. I haven't I haven't dived in too deeply. Tell us about it. All right. So currently, you mentioned React like a little bit about the internals earlier. Yeah. Uh, how like you give it the subscription and then eventually it makes it a thing that actually shows up in your browser. Yeah. Um, or whatever target environment you have. Uh, so the process that actually like does the make it so part is the reconciler. Yeah. Um, which takes the previous and the new and makes the new the real thing. Uh, so currently it's a synchronous process. Like whenever you call set state, whenever you call render the first time, it's a single pass all the way through um, thing. So with the incremental renderer, uh, React will actually have complete control over uh, scheduling every single tiny piece of what's getting rendered. It's going to have, instead of just one single tree, it might have multiple trees at a single time internally for what should be rendered. Um, and as such, it can now schedule things more intelligently. So it can do things like only schedule stuff that's uh, on the screen currently to be actually reconciled and rendered. Stuff that's on the off the screen, you can like defer that till a future point in time. We'll eventually get to it. Blah blah blah. Um, so this lays a found foundation for a lot of interesting things in React DOM. Um, I think it pulls some ideas out of React Native. I don't really know. Once again, all I do is read. PRs, I'm not involved at all in any capacity. Um, but well, so that, that, that definitely changes. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting uh, to, to think about, because React already, as an abstraction, handles a lot of stuff for me under the hood, right? Like the event system, for example, that does, you know, uh, object pooling and stuff like that, right? Um, so this is this is yet another kind of step up on the abstraction ladder, which I think could be really cool, right? Which is the framework would essentially know how to prioritize work um, based on you know the the things that are actually visible uh, in the viewport. We have a we actually have a section. Um, it's it's kind of related to the or it kind of reminds me, I guess, of the concept of windowing, which I'm sure you're familiar with, right? Just just work on what what is in the viewport. And we actually have a section uh, on windowing that we cover in our uh, in our advanced training uh, uh, workshop. But yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's just it's really interesting to 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 actually have that be baked in, in you know part of the abstraction because right now it still is kind of a manual uh, process. But if if there were you know at the at the React sort of framework level, if it could prioritize work uh, based on what it knows about you know what the user can see, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, windowing could very well be a, a first-class thing you can remove from your train in the future. But like another thing React is not very good at today wait, wait, is... Wait, wait, what? No. <laughs> no, you just get new, new stuff to put in there. Oh, right. Okay. The, the robots are replacing oh. the humans. In oh, okay. We're fine. You do a React hardware class. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so another cool thing you can do is 
uh, or React Today is not very good at animations. Um, and this has the potential to make animations a first class entity inside the React world. Yeah. Uh, do you know about, you know about uh, reparenting? Is this part of that too? You know what I'm talking oh. about? Yeah, yeah, totally know what you're talking about. I'm yeah, so you're fairly like a, certain I saw references to parent, reparenting inside uh, the PR commentary somewhere. Yeah, do you like, want to delve well, into what parenting is? Maybe? Yeah, so, so imagine you're on an iPhone or whatever, and um, you're looking at a picture, and then you want to email it to somebody. And so you click the button that says email, and then that image that you're looking at like kind of scales down and then animates, and then like in behind comes the mail app, and then the the image like drops right in uh, to the mail app right there. So the the node, if we're thinking about the DOM, has one parent, and then you want to animate it to somewhere else on the screen, and it have another parent without like a component did unmount and a component will mount. Uh, you want that thing its life cycles to all survive, and not do unmount, remount, and all that kind of stuff. Be able to treat the thing like it's been in the screen the whole time. No, that's my understanding of it. I feel like I've seen you give a demo of that, Ryan, with the router. Is that right? Uh, I might have done something that faked it, but <laughs> um, I don't that think so. Doesn't your magic move thing fake that, yeah. uh, fake that Ryan? Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess a little bit. You can render a clone off the page, and um, but you know, you're, you're still going to get all of your, your mounting and unmounting hooks and stuff happening that... Right, so you'd have to do some work yourself to make sure that things like at least appear to the user yeah. to be the same node. But you're, you're what, what you're talking about is this reparenting feature could actually land in React to make it so that it actually is the same node. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, as far as React's concerned, you're going to get a component will receive props when you switch it from one parent to another rather than unmount and then did mount and, and will mount, of course. But again, this is just me assuming from a couple conversations I've heard. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's all about. We're just okay. a bunch of outs outsiders about <laughs> things we heard through Vine. Um, so I actually have a, a, a confession to make, guys. Um, I forgot to start the timer, and I... Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh! I, no, no, so I, I started it, but it was... I started it at, like, some random time, like... <laughs> I don't know, ten ish minutes into the show. So like I, I don't know. I, I think I we're good. I, so maybe on, today. on the YouTube video right now, um, right about when you started saying what you just said, we're at twenty six almost twenty seven minutes. Alright, I'm gonna go on that. I'm gonna go based on that. Okay, so um so Dustin, the last thing I wanted to, to kind of talk about, we've we've kind of gone all over the place here, which is awesome. Um I, I, I love it. Um, React 30. Don't nobody ever say about React 30 that we don't dive deep, right? Like we we talk about real stuff here. Um, <laughs> Dustin wrote uh, this thing a couple of months ago, the uh, tiny React renderer, um, which if in case you haven't seen it, Dustin, I think it's I think it's like your most starred repo on GitHub, right? I mean, like whatever stars mean. It is. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually a bit sad about that. <laughs> Don't be sad about stars. It just means that you were trendy for a you know a couple of days, right? A couple of hours. <laughs> so, uh, this is my 
had your reason for being sad real quick? It's because React Hot was the thing I actually care about, and Tiny React Render was like, yeah, yeah, thing no, we'll I, talk about I, more in a second. I, I but, totally uh, get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I wrote this yeah. thing like last Christmas called React Standard I/O that had the exact same effect. It, anyway, um, but but so so you wrote React Tiny Renderer, and at the time Ryan and I were struggling to figure out. Um, so we, we we had this idea for the router like like maybe we could render to JSON right like take these take this React uh, you know route component tree and render it to a JSON config and we had talked uh, to you about that actually at uh, at React Conf um, so when you wrote this React Tiny Renderer I was like or the Tiny React Renderer I was totally stoked about it and I I read through every single line so. Um, First of all, just a personal thank you from uh, from me to you, um, you know, just for like taking the time to write that. I think that's huge, right? Just taking the time to sort of educate other people uh, about what's going on. Um, but what what was interesting too to me about about the tiny React renderer is that there was a whole part of the um, life cycle that we could kind of opt out of, right? Like we only really needed if all we were going to do is render to a JSON string in this case. All we really needed was like component will mount, basically, right? Like, here's your chance to set stuff up. Okay, now we're gonna, now it's just a one-shot render to a string, and uh, and that's it, right? Yeah. So so anyway, I just I thought that was really cool. Just wanted to say uh, thank you for for writing that out. Um, if anybody you know is watching the show and they're interested in like. The React render lifecycle, how it how it how it works. If you're interested in writing your own renderer, um, go ahead and check out Dustin's uh, Tiny React renderer, because um, that's a that's a pretty cool um, pretty cool little project. Okay, Dustin, yeah. I think I think we I think we might just be uh, out of time. Sorry, something else you wanted to bring up? Oh, I was gonna say. So my closing note on that is that uh, the whole thing that exists. It's because I kept trying to get React hardware talks at conferences, uh, and they weren't getting accepted. So I wrote a more general like, React internals. It's so cool. Uh, and so this is my conference-driven uh, project, which I will be speaking out at uh, All Things Open in Raleigh, North Carolina, in October. Um, so if you want to see more than what's shown in that, you know, what, next, uh, next time somebody next time somebody you know rejects one of your you know React hardware proposals, just propose something else. And then show up and be like, ah, I just decided to talk about this instead <laughs> anyway, right? And isn't that what Pete Hunt did last year at React Conf? Didn't he like totally he was like he was gonna talk about like uh, oh he was gonna talk about that CSS thing and then he like decided yeah, to talk uh, about yeah. CSS grids. Uh, yeah, grid and, he, and then he was like, ah, screw that, I'm just gonna talk about Kafka or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. All right, well, I think we are out of time. Uh, our our listeners hopefully won't get mad at us. Maybe I'm at 29 minutes. Maybe I'm at 31 minutes. Who knows? Roughly about 30. Uh, but thank you all for uh, for for tuning in this week, Dustin. Thank you so much. Can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the show and talking with us. Um, your your insight is invaluable. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, and we will see you all uh, on next week's uh, edition of React 30. Good night. Bye.